Welcome to Comic Dog 616, the podcast on all things nerdy, where we do crazy crap like beatbox and talk about comic books and video games and movies and books and stuffs and things. Listen to us every week as we talk about your favorite nerdy fandoms. <sighs> wow. Yeah. Hey, guys. Welcome. Um, I don't know. Lexi, I was like making eye contact with her, eating my Reese's all awkward the whole time. And she's been like looking and looking away. Uh, is that what you're, you're making the faces for? Because of him? I mean, or because of I mean, the intro? If Jake is talking to you, you should look away. That's okay. usually a, mm-hmm. a good idea. <laughs> I'm kind of like a like a T Rex. As long as you don't make eye contact, I can't hurt you. Um. Anyways, guys, thank works. you for tuning into this week's episode of uh Jake comic talk 616 we have a really fun main topic i've been excited about it since they announced it uh tonight we're gonna be talking about werewolf by night however we got some nerdy news to go ahead and we're gonna talk about but let's go ahead and introduce our hosts uh you guys all know me um i'm in the astral plane this week uh i went on vacation to the astral plane because uh flights were cheap Anyways, I am Badmouth Jake. <clears throat> Hi, I'm Matt, also known as the Chaotic Evil Moon Baron. How's it going? I'm Steve. Ooh, you had some gruffness there. <laughs> Got a little rasp on that voice. <clears throat> and Solo. <laughs> you got I'm, more rasp, for yeah, sure. I'm the Oracle. Yes, was forced. Mine was accidental. I know. I'm aware. Totally aware. Who else do we have on the show tonight? I'm Liz. Yeah, we have a couple of guests. <laughs> I'm Lexi. Yeah. yeah. How's it going, guys? I'm chilling. Good, good. <laughs> Hanging out. Hanging out. Well. So, um, did anyone do anything uh, fun this week? Anything of note? Anything that matters? No, I didn't play cool. any. I'll go t- ahead and start. No. So uh, I, I DM'd my. I started DMing uh, the first campaign for Matt and I's Saturday group. Um, yeah. And we started it off. I revealed uh, two characters that I'm in love with now. Um, one, the beer holder, uh, Bardo, who uh, tragically passed away, passed away. Um, but he wasn't the the star of the night for that uh, Saturday. He it was uh, Horsey McMurder. <laughs> face. Horsey McMurder face. Horsey really McMurder face. Okay. Oh, wow. Yep. That's a Horsey McMurder face, the uh reverse centaur. He is good lineage. Yeah, he was a he was a he was a he's a reverse centaur. Um so a little bit a little bit of backstory about Horsey McMurder was he was um in love, about to be engaged. He uh took his fiance to be out on a picnic when a gang of trolls uh, beat them and ate her in front of them. Um, that was the day that horse, that uh, Timothy Appleseed uh, died and Horsey McMurder was born um, through hate. And so he uh, he's dedicated his life since then to hunting monsters and all evildoers and uh, eventually would end up striking a deal and becoming under the uh, employment of Bardo to keep the uh, tavern safe because he is the most powerful being in a 81 mile radius uh, only because Bardo lives uh, one mile away from the tavern. 
Um, so that was cool. Uh, unfortunately, Horsey McMurder was decapitated, but he would it did able to leave his uh, his a uh, crusade, his uh, heart for Champion Good onto one other uh, party member um, through the, his uh, magical horse stick. Got to enunciate that one real so, nice. Yeah. Or, <laughs> horse stick. Stick. Thank you. Like the wooden just a wand. He used a magical wand. Um, Continuing. And, uh, yeah, so it was, uh, it was fun. It was fun uh, DMing for the first time. It was a, it was a challenge. Um, I built a little uh, tavern uh diorama which was really fun it was it was just a lot of fun to do and a lot of fun to plan um and uh yeah it was just uh it was really cool it was an experience for sure and uh so yeah that was a uh, um and then i guess the only other thing is is uh for the dice club matt and i had donated a several adventurer boxes to uh the school to help get kids into D and raise money for her music program uh, because I really want her to do a concert uh, for Pop Punk's Not Dead to do a bunch of covers. So I see. Hey, education! Education's fun, kids. Support the arts. Uh, yeah, supporting the arts sounds good. And I mean, it's good. You know, I really hope that Sam gets to uh, at least DM once for them, so that she and I'll, 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 you know, I'll help her, teach her, so that she can crush their dreams. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's another thing I'm looking forward to the campaign. I don't think any of our friends listen to this podcast, but no, um, there are there are dastardly plans ahead for the campaign. Uh, So anyways, anyone else had have what uh, what other stuff, nerdy stuff did we do this week? Did anyone do anything? D&D today. Yeah. Do a lot of D&D for sure. Kick some butt. Um, I gotta say that right now, uh, Jake, the greatest relief is when I roll things badly and, uh, then I don't know things because man, it's so nice at not knowing things. It really is. Sometimes you're like, I don't have to think about that at all. No burdens. Oh, <laughs> just no burdens at all. Yeah. Which is, which is weird. Cause your character technically knows more than anyone <laughs> but also you don't you don't know crap yep that... you're like you're like the guy who works in the office who missed orientation day see i'm doing a very similar thing in dave's game where i'm also not knowing anything which is what i was doing today but before that i did also catch up on uh i did catch up on she hulk rings of power uh <clears throat> and i got werewolf by night which we are going to talk about a little bit later so Right, right. I am. That's, yeah, I'm. I'm caught up on everything. Finally. Good job. Um, I need to. I need wow. to watch She Hulk because we've been doing our uh, Halloween movie marathon, so we need to do that. Um, we'll probably do that tonight. You need. Um, you're, you're, anyone else do anything nerdy? Wait, wait, wait. You haven't watched the new episode of She Hulk? I haven't either. Not yet. No. Oh, guys, guys, it got really I know, good. I, I, I know who shows up, so. Like I'm excited for I, that. I kind of want to. I really uh, next week we'll have to figure out or, or soon, soon, very soon we'll have to talk about it because 
I'm gonna have a hard time yeah, not I mean, talking we have, about it. We we have kind of a double hitter next week, right? Because we should talk about She Hulk and the Rings of Power final episode comes out next week, so we'll have to probably do both. Um. Anyways, so yes. if no one else has any uh nerdy things that they did this week that they would like to mention. We had a garage uh, sale. We oh, probably wait, hang on. Solo hand. Oh, no, we should talk about them real fast, and maybe them. <laughs> I sold it for a nickel at a garage sale. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. It was awesome. That's, that's a good way to lose a hand. Yep, yep. Just thinking about the community. Yep. Giving the community a hand is a, an, an, an important oh, thing. Oh, that was awesome. Steven, give him a hand. Way I better would. than it getting sliced you off by a female... <laughs> Hunter of monsters. <laughs> anyway, okay. Named. Cool, cool. Frozen Princess Elsa. I'm totally not reading the last issue of Vader right now. Okay. No, that's fine. Yes. <laughs> um. What did you guys do? Anything cool? I'm, I'm kind of reading. Nerdy? No, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> you did nothing no, at all. We played. I've played two D and D games this weekend. Oh, which has been super, super cool. Yeah, cool. That's fun. Me too. Um, I play a little bit of Overwatch too. Did you get to meet oh. Horsey McCarter as well? Unfortunately, whoa, whoa, whoa. no. Hang on. <clears throat> oh yeah. That's Lexi's cool. been playing some Overwatch too. This yeah, week. Uh, tell us about it a little bit because I haven't got to play the new season yet. Unlike thousands of people, she turned it on and immediately got to play in oh, less than two minutes. What? Seriously? <laughs> Seriously. That's awesome. Good job, Lexi. You are the luckiest person ever. There are people that took the day off that like, they're like, I, you know, Overwatch 2 is coming out, I'm taking the day off my job. <laughs> they took the day off, took a vacation day. And they got to get on like twice. Wow. Who's your character, Lexi? Mercy. Mercy? Nice. Mercy. Mercy's fun. Tedia doesn't understand. She's completely weak. She doesn't get it. It's okay. But they did make her stronger, I think. It took me longer to die this time. <laughs> hey, that's cool. That's well that works. That's awesome. Yeah. That's super great. Oh yeah. I printed a Bastion uh, statue for Cadia. Did you? Oh, man, And that's I cool. printed a dragon for Lexi. I printed a planter for Danica. Uh, I need to clean it up and glue it together, but I p- printed a model of a statue of Serenity for myself. The uh, Firefly ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm jealous. Wait, wait, you cleaned it up? Did it break? No, it's just I pulled it off the printer today, so I haven't cleaned up all the like, supports yeah. and stuff off mm-hmm. of it. So, yeah, I've been doing neat. a lot of printing all week. Printed those. I printed Cloud, Tifa, and Red 13. I printed okay. uh, Xenomorph, because why not? I mean, yeah, that's what I you printed uh, a Dwarf Mini. Nice. I think there was something else that I'm forgetting. Oh, no, it's 10 things total I've printed this week. Get the cool serenity symbol on the side of the ship. I mean, when I paint it, I will. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's um, awesome. I painted awesome. some cool. nerdy things. All right, yeah. Or printed, uh, so, um, I so, do have a. Oh no, you're good. You continue. I was gonna talk about my retraction. No, I'm done. Okay. So this week I have a clarification and a retraction. So last week, I said that I was not going to get money back for my Google Stadia. And that uh, turned out to be not true. They have actually offered me a refund for my Google Stadia. However, 
I wonder if I want to keep it at this point just because of the fact that it will be a collector's paperweight. It will be a collector's <laughs> item at this point because I have the founder's edition. It's, uh, it, oh, yeah. So wait, are um, they saying that they will only so it, it, you, like, send it back? I th- think so. That's not cool. Well, I mean, you're it's sending not, it's back. It's like a brick, so why would you need to send it back? Because they, because they, they, they I paid the money for it and it didn't work out. So I, I don't know. I don't know the full details. I, I don't, just try to decide. I don't, I don't think. I don't think it'll matter if you send it back because here's the thing: is is like a lot of this stuff that they use to build that can't be recycled, right? It's like they're just going to throw away, just going to right. go to a dump. Um, so I would accept it, and then if they're like, "Oh yeah, if in order to do that you have to get your money back," then you just don't do it, and then you don't get your money back, and then you have the thing. But I mean, it's worth trying to at least get your money back and keeping the 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 you know, the memorabilia on there, yeah, um, which is kind of, which is, which is kind of crazy. Cause like, I think I don't, I don't remember, but I think did someone in the podcast say they predicted that Google studio wouldn't last long, that it would die. I mean, I've said, it. I vaguely I'm remember pretty someone sure I've saying said that. that. <laughs> yeah. Cause it was supposed to compete with like what steam and just you know consoles in general and just not only that netflix is doing game stuff now too um which i don't think the netflix uh game rental thing is gonna last long either honestly i think until internet infrastructure gets a lot better in a lot of areas games streaming like Mm. streaming games to your device isn't going to take off as much as they were hoping i don't think so I think there's still a lot of gamers that hate the idea of game streaming because there's a lag. Right. Yes. Well, and I and I I agree, but not only that, too, just like the about concept of that just seems kind of far fetched. I mean, if you were gonna play like a tabletop RPG like game and do it streaming that way would totally make sense. Um, but like pulling up, I don't know. We'll just say like. Uh, We'll, we'll just say, like, Force Unleashed, you know, to stream that, to play it, just seems kind of redundant, right? I think the platforms like Steam and the PlayStation Network and, and those online stores like that make it... Uh, they're as efficient as they're going to get right now with that. And I, I think streaming is just not necessary at all. Like, it's just not. People are just going to probably end up buying the game if they want it. So... True, true. I mean, you know, and let 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 let's say like everyone like let's just say there's a popular game and everyone wants to stream that. You're gonna have that lag, and there's a chance that you might not get to play that game, but you're paying for a subscription to stream whatever, whatever. So, like I said, I think it's just kind of it's it's moot, it's pointless. I think game streaming like that is is a stupid idea. I don't think it's a stupid idea. I just think the technology is still really isn't there yet. Uh, I think they kind of forecasted this with the uh, the hope that it would be something a little like it would be a little bit stronger and the technology would be closer to what they were promising. Because I think the big thing wasn't that their technology didn't work. It's that they're promised they over promised and under delivered. Fair. Yeah, I can I can see that. Um. Moving on, so we could talk about a company that has definitely delivered. So for those who, uh, well, I guess everyone at the table here has definitely heard of 
Magic the Gathering, right? No. So that? Magic the Gathering was... <laughs> Beat me. Something to do with I got rid of all of my magic cards when I gave them to Steven for yeah, Christmas. I was going to say, where did those go? I don't recognize that. <laughs> um, anyways, so Magic the Gathering is probably, it was the uh, it was the first modern trading card game when it came out in 1993. Um, and since then, it's been kind of, uh, I would say, like a, a cultural phenomenon, right? You have every person from every walk of life uh, not necessarily those belonging in the fandom, but just in general, that uh, are avid Magic: The Gathering players, right? Like every everyone's heard of this this game. Um. Anyways, so with so, you know with that, so what's in the so what's in the pack? Like what's in this like anniversary? Edition? Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. Oh, so sorry. Magic: The Gathering sorry. celebrating I, thirty I years. Got ahead of myself. A, sorry. No. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. I just listened uh, to this. So you know, they they have a they have a thousand dollars set coming out, um, and according to the uh, the publisher, each display of the 30th anniversary edition will contain four packs of pure nostalgia, uh, reimagined in, in modern context. Each pack contains 15 cards, 13 cards in modern frame, one rare, three uncommons, seven commons, and two basic lands. Plus one basic land in the retro frame and one additional retro frame card in a token. Um, you can kind of see that they have uh, the Black Lotus in the front of the one of the front packs. Um, the set will also be a, a limited edition like the early releases with black borders and pointed edges that are uh, converted, that are coveted by collectors. The Black Lotus card may continue the reign as the ultimate find. Each of the 30th anniversary cards has a special artwork on the back at least. Um, it sounds like here's the thing. I so the Black Lotus card is already super rare, right? It's like, yep. uh, freaking um, Board Fox had one, and I think they sold it for a bunch of Pokemon cards during the Pokemon shortage. But it was they're worth a ton of money. Like it's stupid how much this card's worth. Oh yeah. Um, and I could see them easily bringing they're they're easily going to bring that uh, card. Um, if you go on to Twitter to Magic the Gathering, you get a sneak peek of the cards, of some of the cards available um, on that 30th anniversary edition. But this set, like I said, this limited edition set is running $1,000. Um, and I guarantee, I promise you that the day it comes out, um, that value is going to automatically triple. Because those who will buy it, they're going to buy one for themselves and then one to sell. And they're gonna they're gonna double that price, triple that price to make back make back their money, and then plus double it. Um, so if you are uh, if you want this set, don't don't hesitate at all. Like don't even um, unless it's gonna bankrupt second you to thing buy here. it. <laughs> I mean, here's the here's the thing: you could take some of those cards, keep the ones you want, and sell the other ones, and you could make back your money very easy. Um, you, it, it's not hard to flip trading cards at all, um, especially if you've been in, you know, um, if you've been part of the trading card fandom and part of that community for a while. Flipping cards, it's it's an extremely uh, easy process to do and very lucrative. Um, however, there are a lot of scalpers that have entered in that portion of the trading card community, and uh, to those guys, uh, you suck. Um, I'd call you a word that I've been calling Kyle all day, but I'm not going to do that because that was that's a that's a, that's a no no. 
should um, be nicer to Kyle. Yeah, I feel like you're like super mean to Kyle. No, he can he can suck it. Dude, Kyle's like your pope. <laughs> nah, Kyle Kyle could Kyle could suck it. I hope he gets a cramp when he's typing on his computer. You could suck it, Kyle. Suck it. Bro. How dare he have to work? I hope you I hope you Jake. I hope you stub your toe. Wrong. I agree. <laughs> yes. I'm not wrong, because Kyle can so suck wrong. it. Jake is wrong! <laughs> I'm I mean, getting. I'm not getting Totina's pizza roll. You know why? Because they suck. Like Brian's sweatshirt. So you're saying that instead <laughs> of awesome. Totino's, you you're gonna have nothing because it is Totino's or nothing. It's Kroger brand. Yeah, I will I'm feed having, you I'm Kroger brand pizza rolls, Jake. I will stuff them. My down family your is going to starve. I will. I will make them drink Kool Aid <laughs> and have them like die slowly in front of him just to prove how much he sucks. Anyways, so let's go ahead and go into the Star Wars Inquisitor Rise of the uh, Red Blade. Um, yeah. That is a novel that has been announced Segway. at New York Comic Con this year. Um, and it is going to be by Delilah S. Dawson. Um, and it's set for release of 2023. Um, so the Red Blade follows, I can't pronounce Isaac, is the cat, is the Kate, a something something, a Jedi survivor. Of Order 66, uh, she turns to the dark side and joins the Inquisitors by becoming an Inquisitor and hopes to discover the truth about her past. Um, is this the... This um, looks like a... This isn't supposed to be the lady from uh, the... Uh, no. Not the one okay. on the cover, but they are introducing Reva in the book. Okay, I was going to say, like, wasn't it Reva or something different? Like, Yeah. Okay. Oh, there's different character. a couple Jedi that did that. Okay, okay. Where, I'm not seeing yeah. this character's name. Where, where is it? Um, Nowhere to be it found. Is, it's... On their birth certificate. <laughs> yeah. Have <laughs> you tried checking that, Steve? Come on, man. <laughs> Common <laughs> sense. Man, um, it's it's in the oh. second, like, second to first paragraph of yeah, the article. Anyways, Scott? so... Yeah. This uh, this will be this will be a good book. It'll be uh, interesting to see. Um, you know, I expect to obviously uh, be reading about like you know the struggles between the dark side and the light, and um, not necessarily her like regretting joining the dark side, but kind of fighting from uh, going back to the light. It seems like uh, she's she seems salty. She's a salty gal. I, little I, little thought, little salty gal. I wonder if they're going to use this book and explore Dark Jedi, because they have like one. Um, but it would be kind of interesting to see. You a know, I wouldn't. I mean, if, well, they have more. But only I'm saying, Inquisitors like, would be considered Dark Jedi. <clears throat> uh, what's his name? The guy with the long dreadlocks. He was in one of the comic books as a. Dark Jedi. I can't remember his name. Ah. Bob Marley. You know, the, I, I think this would be the first yeah, time that we see a... Uh, Jedi a, that like, kind of is off to the side a lot with dreadlocks, camera saying something. Boss? Yeah, you're talking about Kinlan Boss. He's yeah. never a dark Jedi. He, there was a comic book... He left book. the Order briefly. Yeah, there was a comic book for a while that I had that had him as a dark Jedi. He was carrying a red lightsaber. Yeah. Maybe he just likes the color red. Red lightsaber. You know, bad. 
they call him they called him a dark Jedi. Maybe he was okay. Yeah, so yeah, that's what you're, I'm you're right. You're it was right. a comic book from like I don't remember the nineties, the nineties, somewhere around like late nineties, early two thousands, I think. It would have been it would been two thousands because it's after Phantom Menace. Oh, I I also um, oh no, you're good. I uh, I uh, I read that in the library, so I don't know if I got every. I didn't get. Uh, I got trades basically, not yeah. single issues. So, um, so I, I think a really fun crossover would be is Lord of the Rings and Star Wars, and then Gandalf could be a gray Jedi. Je suis magnifique, I think that's French for Jake is right, uh, and no. I am magnificent, <laughs> and Jake is wrong. That's that's what that is. You know, I'm gonna laugh so hard when they like when they make Great Jedi an actual thing, because then you're just gonna have to hate yourself. No. Wow. Oh, man, what happened? Oh, we weird. lost the feed to Jake. Oh, oh no. no, he got muted. So That's weird. Oh, goodness, where did he go? That's too bad. Jake's gone. Where's Russia? <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Uh-oh. You you can hide behind all the buttons you want, Steve. But at the end of the day, you know that the gray Jedi are real, and you can't deny it. Actually, I did extensively on an episode a while back. He so. says he denies it all the time. What are yeah, you talking yeah, about? All, all the time. There's all kinds of denial there. <laughs> and it's not just the river and Egypt. Yeah, you should probably like fully informed you denial. Should... Go away. You know, you know that meme where they're like the therapist is like, it's okay, the great like the whatever whatever's not real. Imagine a meme of like Steve and the therapist, but like, it's okay, the great Jedi aren't real, they can't hurt you. And then later that night, a great Jedi is just in his like room watching him sleep. And it's Gandalf. Yeah, and it's Gandalf. Oh no, it's okay, Bender. There's no such thing as two. Future <laughs> Anyways, so let's go ahead and move on to the comic book news. Oh, uh, let, let, um, can we jump to TV and video first? Yeah, Matt yes. says no. Uh, movies? TV and movies. Yes, can, can we do that? Because there was a... Yeah, we can. We yeah, cool if we do that. Let's, let's do this in the correct order. <laughs> I was... <laughs> well, if uh, you are following the notes, Steve, <laughs> I am following the correct order. We discussed this before we started recording that the notes were in the wrong order. Zick. You're in the wrong order, okay? So, we're okay. in the great Jedi order, Steve. Jake is it. wrong! So, uh, <clears throat> season four of DC's Titans has a teaser out, and it looks kind of excited. I'm a little excited. I'm a little bit... I would say, should we pause to watch the trailer quick? But... Oh, I can talk about it a little bit if you want to. Nah, we're not going it's to. A, it's, it's, not it's a quick teaser. It's not like a it's huge amount. A, it just shows yeah. it shows um, some symbolism so that makes you that shows that they are about to get into stuff with Brother Blood, which is like one of their big, big villains. Um, right. And then um, not only that, too, they uh, they released some images of Garth in his classic uh, red and white uh, suit. Nice. No, this so was that'll, a... be, that'll be cool. So hopefully, yeah, that, that was the famous. Hopefully we'll be able to get to see a lot more Beast Boy action this year. This was uh, the brother. If they do the same thing that they were doing very. If, I don't know exactly how they're going to do it now, because I think they're going to do it differently. But. The Brother Blood arc is the one where um, they really introduce how, like, 
they really, really have Slade like go insane in that arc. Like that's the arc where they almost kill every member of the of uh, they almost kill the Titans. Or yeah. they do actually kill and, a couple Titans yeah, off I'll, in the comics. Well, in the last um, in the last season was pretty brutal. I mean, this this is a this is a very brutal series. Um, it's been getting I've that been way for sure. It. Is it the greatest thing in the world? I don't uh, I don't think so, but it's fun. What I am excited about, which I was iffy about because of the whole HBO uh, Discovery merger, is Doom Patrol season four. Also came out with that cheeser. I'm really excited. I've been loving Doom Patrol. Um, it's been such a fun series. It's it's so wacky and so crazy. So and, I, uh, I'm I'm excited about this. I'm also surprised to see that it's like this survives. Because like I thought, if any show was gonna die, it was gonna be Doom Patrol. Uh, I am too, honestly, because like. Uh, uh, you know, if you watch the first couple of episodes, you're like, oh, this is fun. But you could you kind of get this feeling of like it's not going to last long. Right. Right. Because um, it was it was enjoyable, but it just didn't feel like it had the foundation to last long. And the fact that it's already at four seasons is crazy. And the, what I really love about Doom Patrol is they have so many random, obscure and inconsequential uh, people from the DC universe showing up in this thing. Yeah, uh, the fact that they, the, they also like sh- they showcase a bunch of heroes you don't expect to be there, and then they also like showcase heroes that you don't know about. So like Cyborg showed up in, oh yeah, it yeah in right. this, which was insane. Cyborg, what a cool dude. He was. They, they even have like their own. They even have like their own ripoffs that they ripped off their own characters. Like yeah, uh, one time they ripped off John Constantine, and they had literally the ripoff that they made show up in this. Um, and just they uh, had. There's um, just. What's his? What's his name? Stretch. Was it Stretch McKenzie or Stretch? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it wasn't Stretch Armstrong. I know. I know. So that's where I want to go. It's McKenzie either. It's Stretch something. I can't it, remember. You mean the guy that gets stretched? The guy that was. Plastic Man? No, the guy that was oh. like. The, the guy that stretches muscles on the um, on the street called Danny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. That, so, like, they have a character from yes. something that I read in a barber shop one time. Like, uh, and basically is a DC I, character who I stretches love the his muscles that and. You read things. Huh? I love the places where you read things. I know, right? Uh, no, I just remember seeing it at a barbershop because, like, that was the... When you found comics at a barbershop, it was because they didn't... They just kind of, like, randomly grabbed some comic books and tossed them in there. Like, oh, hey, small... Uh, yeah. Hey, young boy that came with your dad. Here, read something. Do mm-hmm. something. Here, go, go, uh, go over there. Not only that, too... That particular hero deserves to only be in a barbershop because it really doesn't oh, have no. an appropriate place anywhere else. I'm just saying that, like, that <laughs> character is very much a character, like, a, that character wasn't as... Super obscure. Yeah, it was super obscure, and the dumb power, the dumb powers are he flexes his muscles. Yeah. And certain muscle groups make things Make happen. things happen. Yeah. Like, things happen. Well, yeah. that... I saw that episode. That, that episode went a little far, but... <laughs> In the comic, you know, of course, in the comic books around the very time of the very heavy comic book code enforcement, yeah, uh, they didn't have the, quite that. It was more like people just got like knocked around. Yeah, mm, fine. Yeah. That was season one, wasn't it? A street called. I Dan? think that was the 
first season. Yeah, or I mean, maybe the beginning of the I second. I that character recurring a lot. That was See, kinda, I only seen the first season. Yeah. I might have seen the second season. I think I only watched the first one. Yeah. I can't remember what the guy's name was. Stretched something. It was stretched something crazy. Yeah. Same. Uh, uh, same with the the weird portal butthole goat. That's a that's oh, another obscure one too. That goat is the best. Goats are awesome. The goat's the goat. The goat uh, is the goat. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. I, think it's I did the dad joke this time. Uh, <laughs> I think it's weird stuff yeah. like that. that so it's a. Uh, I'm. Doom- hey, yeah. Hey. Hey. Be quiet. Because, like, I feel like a lot of superhero shows are relatively predictable, and that show just really, like, took you on a whole ride, and I think that's part of why it stuck around for so long. I mean, they they made the they made the robot guy sympathetic, like, uh, was it literally just Robot Man? Mm-hmm. I haven't watched it for, I, yeah, I don't know this. Yeah, they made Robot Man a sympathetic character, mm-hmm. uh, which was kind of never the case before that. It's still Brandon Fraser, right? Yeah. Yeah. Still awesome. Yeah. Uh, Agreed. I think that might be my favorite thing with Brendan Fraser in it, and I watched The Mummy. Hey, I watched George of the Jungle. Encino Man? I mean, come on. I didn't watch Encino Man until later. George of the Jungle I watched. That's because you weren't born yet. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, George of the Jungle I watched when I was, like, a, a kid. And, and it's like, one of the best movies. born before Encino Man came out. <laughs> <laughs> was I? When did, Barely, yeah. when did Encino um, Man come out? 93, 92. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, that is so I was three. So no, I didn't watch it. <laughs> I feel like that was. A... So the uh, the entire cast of Doom Patrol was just phenomenal. Honestly. Yeah, honestly. Um, yeah. And like I said, I'm just, I'm I'm excited for it. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good. Um, I'm glad that it's coming back. Um, another thing that I'm glad is going to be coming back is Wheel of Time also released a teaser. In addition, it, it matched up, it yeah. was matched up with a recap, which is really nice because it's like, I like that they did that, that they did a recap of everything that took place in the first season and then it kicked off the end of it with a sneak peek of what is to come in season two, which is really awesome. I think the Wheel of Time was, it's, it's a great series so far. I haven't finished it yet. I want to, um, you know, that you? That was. I've been trying to. I've been trying to finish it as you know, like other stuff and stuff like that's been going on. Um, so it's a. Uh, it's been great. It's been a great uh, series. So that is uh, yeah. So we got some, got some, got some fun new teasers. I do expect more to happen as New York Comic Con continues to, to happen, um, on there. Um, but, anyways, so some, good but yet exciting news is uh so we we've all been anticipating the armor wars um the the series right because we're gonna we're gonna see iron heart coming up in wakanda forever and then she's gonna you know have more of a prominent role uh in armor wars in that series however they have canceled armor wars the series and they are turning it into a uh a full-length film so that's gonna be really awesome um and it uh yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. I'm glad that we're still getting Armor Wars. We're getting it as a movie. I think uh, Brody is a very important character. I think he has a lot to bring to the table with this new order of Avengers and everything that's happening, especially, you know, exploring how he's been living with the prosthetics and the events of, like, Civil War, in addition to, the you know, dealing with his loss to Tony Stark. And then I'm assuming, you know, him kind of taking in 
uh, Ironheart as like a protege, you know, um, which I'm assuming is after the events of what will happen in, uh, you know, uh, Wakanda Forever. And I'm assuming at this point, when Namor outs himself, uh, we're going to have a lot more stuff going on with mutants because we're seeing a plethora of mutants from the Immortal um, and, you know, others in She-Hulk. So I'm assuming we're going to see a lot more like mutant-like threats and heroes showing up by this point. So that's, uh, I'm excited. It's going to be, it's going to be a fun thing. Good stuff. Good stuff for Armor Wars. Um, yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to Wars. it. I'm looking forward to it too. Like yeah. I really, uh, I, I couldn't look, I, I mean, I, Armor Wars I'll, was one that I wasn't the most excited by, but the closer I'm getting, the more I'm, yeah, I'm feeling it. Like I'm feeling pretty excited. So Matt, I have a question for you. How excited would you be? Is at the end of the movie, the cutscene shows John Berthal breaking okay, so, into Rhodey's house or the compound and opening up and seeing the War Machine armor and him taking it. The second, yeah, yeah the second I said that, I knew you were going to ask this question. I knew it. And here's what would happen. Um, <laughs> I would, I would quietly. Um, I would quietly walk out of my house, walk down the stairs, get in my car, drive to somewhere nice and open, maybe like a monument type area, and just shout for joy, uh, just so I don't wake up the neighbors because I'm not a rude guy. Uh, but I, I don't think I could contain myself, honestly. I would be very, very excited. You, you know what I actually see you doing is doing the whole Scrooge thing of opening up the windows. I'm like, <laughs> what day is it? And I'm like, it's Thursday. Merry Christmas. Pretty much. It'll be like the middle of July. No, I just, <laughs> I like open up my window. I'm like, you there, small boy. And they're like, what are you doing? Like, I'm, 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 doing, I'm doing the Muppets Christmas Carol. No, <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, in your neighborhood, I could totally do that. What? They're Stop! Like, they're like, no, go inside, stay home. But have you, have you heard the good news? Have you heard the good news? The Punisher, the War Machine Punisher is coming, and they're going to be like, what are you? Has he cracked? He's finally cracked. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to like call. No, like, I mean, police. here's the thing. Here's legitimately the thing. Like, if I saw that. I might not ha be able to be at the episode of Comic Talk because I'm going to spoil it. Like a legit cat, I couldn't hold it in. Right. No, but I mean... We'll see. I mean, that would be it, really exciting. It's, I, it's, I still like War Machine. It's a long stretch. Right. No, it's a long stretch. But to be honest, um, it's not that far of a stretch, especially after what we saw in Werewolf by Night, right? But no, we'll, it's not. We'll talk more about that. Um, Did so you see Werewolf? Final bit of news before mm -hmm. we... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What? I mm -hmm. did. Actually, it was kind of at a family gathering, but it was awkward. But we'll get into that later. Um, you don't So, count. anyways, McDonald's... Uh, yeah. Up, yeah. Right? Oh, so my goodness. They, they messed up. Uh, <laughs> okay, wait. So, how is this a mess up? We all know what Princess Peach looks like in... According to the pictures, she looks like she always has looked. Yep. Well, the thing is well, that... So the whole thing is like they, want, they, were, they were waiting to reveal certain characters at a certain time by certain release dates, and... They messed up a marketing plan like, pretty they, bad. They were, 
Like so, they actually have yeah, this marketing, marketing plan, marketing. Well, revealing characters that look exactly no, like they've always looked. It's not revealing characters. Well, it's not really revealing characters that are slightly different, like just ever so slightly different. Um, they are ever ever so slightly different, but it's not just the slight differences. It's the fact that they like kind of messed up because they did those reveals with the voice reveals, and they yeah. they had the whole thing planned out, kinda. And they, didn't do that. No, I, I just thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. McDonald's ruins the, you know, reveals what Princess Peach looks like in this Mario Brothers movie. Um, she looks like she did in every 3D version of like, them yeah. since Nintendo, since since what Super right, so, Mario World, like, pretty much. So when you when you watch uh, <laughs> when you watch trailers and stuff like that, and you like yeah. know that a character is going to be in there, like you have that anticipation of like, I wonder when we're going to see this character in these trailers, right? They kind of they 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 completely foregoed that whole process. Anyways, so McDonald's is doing some weird. Uh, obviously, they're doing like a movie promotion for uh, the Super Mario Bros. Uh, movie, and in that promo, they they showed Peach, and so they see uh, they oopsie. If Nintendo didn't want that revealed, then they dropped the ball when they went ahead and gave Nintendo the information before they were ready oh. for it to be released. Gave it to That's McDonald's. All yeah. on Nintendo. Well, there's been a lot of stuff with, like, McDonald's toys or, like, Lego. Lego's really bad about it. We're about, like, spoiling what parts of movies are going to be or what parts of movies are going to look like. Yes and no, but, yeah. They spoiled, char- they spoiled a couple of characters. Kind of, but... No, the whole really. point is, is when they, they send the promotional stuff, like, they're supposed to... Yeah, so, so when... You know, like studios said, McDonald's or these these companies, their promotions, they have specific dates they're supposed to be released by and in a particular order. And the the thing is, is they released it before they had permission to do so. Oh, so okay. it's not about like, oh, they shouldn't have done that. It's just like, hey, like show this promotion at like, let's say four weeks before, you know, the premiere. And they were like, <laughs> Twitter. It, it, it's almost like they hired Trump to like, like run their Twitter for a day. <laughs> so, uh, but McDonald's is a joke, anyways. So, of course, they're gonna they're gonna mess all that up. Hey, Everybody take that back. Um, their food is top them. quality, especially their fries. <laughs> what top of what? Did you get your top adult Happy Meal yet? Anyway, huh? how about the Martin? No, I do. I have an adult Happy Meal yet. I have not. No, gotten, I think that's uh, the dumbest thing. Ever. I have not. I'm what? waiting. I'm waiting for the um. I'm waiting for the uh. I'm I'm waiting for the um, the Halloween buckets to come out. The uh, uh, the name shy. of the adult Happy Meals at McDonald's right now are those real? Is the stupidest thing I've ever heard oh, of. Yeah, like, yes, they're absolutely oh, real. I didn't think those something were real. Cactus. Yeah, no, it's real. Cactus yeah. something. Something cactus <laughs> box. Blah 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 blah. Market. blah. Yeah, cactus. flea market, market cactus yeah. box. What? What? It's yeah. the flea market Wait, cactus box, and, and so their their um, logo for the flea market cactus people is a four-eyed smiley face. So all of the McDonald's characters, like Grimace and Birdie, have now eyes. have four eyes. And so Brian got a box for the two of us to share because he's like, "That's interesting." So we have four-eyed Birdie with goggles that wouldn't fit four eyes. It's kind of interesting, huh. but like, I, so you those. Those were toys that came out in the early 70s um, from McDonald's and the Halloween meals. So those were actual toys that came out. 
So what they're doing with the adult oh. Happy Meal is okay. they're just re-releasing they, old vintage re-release, toys back yeah. into okay. it. That, yeah, that makes sense, they're, then. They're, 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 they're banking off our nostalgia. Yep. I, and you get so much extra in the box. You, you know, actually get, like, a Big Mac and okay. fries and extra <laughs> napkins. So like when you <laughs> toy when you like, when you don't go to like certain hours. restaurants you, you kind of ignore them for a bit like you know it's an Google stops showing you ads napkins. for things and so like I did genuinely did not know this existed it exists I genuinely thought that the, like I saw an article and I thought it was a, a satiric joke that's terrible you I wish. just found out about it Friday night oh, okay right before I went to work yeah so. I didn't think it was real I thought this was a I, I thought it was satire. Suffice it to say, it's very underwhelming. I mean, yeah, I can't imagine a Happy Meal. Here's the thing. Happy Meals are uh, were great when I was a kid, and that's what made me happy. Uh, that's it. Now, Aww. not so much. Uh, I, you know, I can just order French fries. Like, they make me pretty happy still, but I can just Happy just Meals the never made me happy because they never had enough food in them. I know. That's what I'm saying. Just get a large fry. When I was a Two kid, I would need, like, four Happy Meals to get by. Oh, I remember the Happy Meals made me pretty happy, but to be fair, I was a child, so I could be remembering <laughs> that wrong because children are bad at everything. Um, this is a really dude. interesting topic of conversation. Anyways, actually, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Everybody quiet. This just in, everybody. Yes, breaking news as we speak right now. Matt is wrong. You heard that correctly. Matt no! Is wrong. Matt what? the chaotic evil moon baron is wrong. Oh, we need it. Oh. Hey, no. Steve, you should get a hobby. <laughs> no, he has anyway, a hobby. Yeah, he has My one. hobby from this now is on like, is dude. going to be looking at Matt's dude, face. Dude, I recorded that five seconds before Matt walked back in the house when we were setting up for tonight's no. show. You just uh, knew I was going to say something dumb. Uh, oh my gosh. I've been holding on to that for a while. I just hadn't recorded it until this evening. I don't know whether to be really joyous and proud or really offended. I'll be proud. It was just a coincidence that you said something dumb. I've been holding on to that for about 13 or 14 weeks now. Well, thank you for... Oh my gosh. This is a joyous <laughs> gift. That well, I you've don't never know. said anything wrong before this, so that would make sense. Not wrong enough to need the uh, "Matt is wrong" button. Mm. <laughs> the fact that that exists, no, uh... it will never be pressed as much as Jake is wrong. I mean, Jake has nine of them, but you know, <laughs> yes. well deserved. It's actually seven, but yeah. What'd you do? Um, anyways, so let's go ahead and jump into um, the let's Marvel go. Comics uh, news. So yeah, if you guys sure, didn't see, um, New York Comic Con has kind of always been very heavy comic book centered um, convention. You know, it's uh, not so Hollywood as uh, comic book Steve would like to say. Um, but anyways, so <clears throat> with that, Marvel is doing something that they've kind of been doing for the MCU which is um, mapping out and giving a map to their fans of certain events and movies and so on and so forth. And so now we have a map of the events coming out for comics in the upcoming year. And it's uh, it's 
pretty awesome. I'm excited for what we have to come. So, so we um, have. A, it looks like that we have a floating down on the next well. So we have a Marvel Comics like roadmap, is what you're saying. Yes, for events. I mean, that's kind of cool, and I think that also it probably is a uh, pretty beneficial because I think that you they'll probably be able to like this one probably won't change as much as the other one has. Um, just because of the nature right. of comic books and their releases that they usually, um, you know, barring some very large, like really bad, like world events, they generally release on time. Yeah. So, uh, just to name off some of those events and, um, you know, we could talk about it. We have in November, we have Avengers assemble coming in 2022. Um, and then later we have dark web coming in December uh, Sins Sinister in January 2023, and then one that I'm excited for, Captain America Cold War coming out spring 2023, and then summer, summer of the symbiotes, and then um, awesome. a huge change probably with this one, very ominous, ominous. Um, we have Fall of X, which I'm assuming could be hinting at the complete disassemblement and um, the end of the X-Men team as we know it. Hooray! Oh, no! Oh, I'm just saying. I'm just kidding. Actually, that would be pretty bad. Um, and there are a lot of... Like, if there were... There is no more uh, ravenous group, but also slightly less vocal group than, like, the X-Men fans. Because, like, there's a lot of Avengers fans, and they'll be very vocal about stuff. The X fan fan, the X team fan, the different X team fans, uh, they are out there, but they are like, they are ravenous. If you ever mm. talk to them, I don't know if you ever have talked to somebody that's like more into X Men than you are. We talk to cool people. I I talk mm. to cool people sometimes. Do you? Mm. Yeah. Fans of Scott Summers. <laughs> the friends of Summers. Uh, <laughs> Oh man! They I, have a summer. Of I summers. hate. I just came up with a. No, they shouldn't. You know why? Because it's called uh, the summer of I'm summers. I'm not going to repeat that. Um, <laughs> but uh, it would be it'd be inappropriate. The summers of summers. So uh, it's the best. You know. You know what? The only thing I'm going to say is I hope you guys get explosive diarrhea. So, <laughs> and nothing good ever comes into your life ever again. Anyways, so let's go ahead and talk about. Some- um, so Alex Ross, uh, if you guys remember, they did the, uh, timeless variant covers, um, of superheroes. Um, so, you know, the, I don't know if you guys remember those when they came out, but they were fantastic. Well, he's doing the same thing, you know, with that, but he's doing it with villains. And if you want to take a look at the, the villains that he has lined up, um, if you, you can just go to the article and take a look and just, uh, mm-hmm. it's, a uh, Pretty cool. Uh, just just at a glance, you have Annihilus, Venom, Doctor Doom, Doc Ock, Modok, um, Emma Frost, Lizard Man, uh, you know, and many many others. Uh, the Phoenix, you know, you have Ultron, Kang. So it's a uh, it's going to be really really it's going to be awesome. Um, so always loved Alex Ross. Uh, he did a bunch of stuff for Captain America. 
Cap- the Captain America's lithograph where like the books created one giant thing. Um, that was really cool. So I, I love Alex Ross's artwork. He does great covers. Anyways, so the the thing that I want to talk about the most is um, finally we're, we got a idea of America Captain America Cold War, um, and it's a crossover between Captain America Sentinel Liberty, which follows Steve Rogers, and Captain America Symbol of Truth, which follows um, uh, Sam. Um, so it looks like this will be launching. Um, next year and so it looks like ian rogers has mysteriously returned as nomad uh if you don't remember it was when he was in dimension z he adopted a kid um um anyways he returned as nomad and he will befriend or foe in sam wilson's escalating conflict with wakanda and the shocking ending of yesterday's captain america sentinel of mr5 revealed just how far far bucky barnes was willing to go to stop the the new villain group known as the outer circle um and he'll uh, allow no one including steve rogers to get in his way so it's all so it is kind of what i predicted and what i'm hoping for in this um series where it's kind of like a civil war between the two captain americas um and we essentially as fans have to decide are we going to side with sam wilson or are we going to side with steve rogers um you know, are we going to stand with the Sentinel of Liberty or the current, like, title holder of Captain America? Um, you know, and then it's, uh, you know, I think one of the things that Steve Rogers is going to have to, is is going to struggle with is protecting his son and his best friend. And then Sam Wilson is going to have to obviously, um, you know, struggle with his respect and admiration for Steve Rogers but also do what he believes is right, um, you know, and also knowing that that might mean betraying his friends as well, or how they'll see it as a betrayal. Um, so I'm a uh, I'm excited for this event. I, it's going to be uh, one that I would love for us to cover and review um, as a podcast. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be awesome. I'm really excited for this. Uh, you guys probably already know which team I'm even going to pick before. The draft has already started. I'm already team Steve Rogers all the way. Uh, Sam Wilson can eat rocks. Yes. That oh, I'm I'm really surprised. I'm surprised. Uh, I can't believe that Jake would uh, not pick Sam Wilson. That's crazy. So wait, Jake's picking Sam Wilson? Yeah, I think so. Mm. Okay. I thought he was picking Scott Summers. Which side would Scott Summers be on, Jake? You know, honestly. So, if we were to legitimately analyze it, I think he does have a ton of respect for Steve Rogers. However, um, I think it would depend on who the side the Winter Soldier's on, because him and uh, the Winter Soldier actually kind of like big, kind of have the same method of getting things done. I don't think uh, Bucky would kill children, so. I think he would sign with Sam Wilson if I'm being honest. I think Scott Summers would genuinely uh huh. You sure that Sam you sure that Bucky wouldn't sign on with Cap and then uh, bring uh, just bring him over with him? You know, maybe I don't know. I my my thing is is I think because of the X Men versus Avengers conflict, I think Scott's always been somewhat salty about being wrong in that whole thing, and I. 
he's too arrogant to allow himself to uh, be humbled um, in front of another, you know, another hero. I I don't think he would be okay with facing the fact that he uh, was absolutely wrong about that situation, especially, you know, becoming the Phoenix Force and, like, destroying all the mutants and stuff like that. So, um, I don't, I don't think he, I don't, he, he's too prideful to, uh, to align himself with Steve Rogers. Hmm. So. It's an interesting point. Uh, I think you're absolutely wrong on it, but it's okay. I was just hoping to get more of a rise out that's, of him. That's some logical explanation. No, he's, <laughs> he's making it sound logical, but he knows he's wrong. Anyway, you know <laughs> we're, we're, we're way over time, so we need okay. to move this along. Yeah, let's move this along. Let's, uh, let's go. Um, so, we... Yeah, let's, uh, let's... We have a comic book to review. Yes, we do. Um, so... Yeah. Let's go ahead and go into it. So we uh, we read the final issue of uh, Star Wars Dark Visions, Vader. What are you guys' thoughts? Uh, Not enough Superman. <clears throat> I think there's... Yeah, I think not enough Superman in there. Um, <laughs> Thank you. For sure. Um, no, uh, this definitely, like... I thought they were going to do another hopeful comic... Um, I really did think they were going to, like, because uh, they got five issues, and I knew it was five issues, so I thought they were going to wrap it up with something a little more hopeful. Instead, they were like, nah. In a book about Vader? You thought it was going to be hopeful? Well, because the, <laughs> the first one, I guess that was only the first one, really. The first <laughs> one was more of a seeing him as, like, a knight. Or the, so I thought it started off strong. I feel like it... Well, it did. Well, it was kind of a fun story. I don't think it was as strong of an ending as I would like uh, for this little mini series. Um, uh, yeah, that is on. Uh, that is on the uh, background for Jake's side, I believe. I didn't realize he wasn't there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thanks. Yeah. It's okay. He I just told me him. sooner. Just now. <laughs> it just he just walked away. Okay. Uh, he had to step away because um, uh, <clears throat> uh, Jake is currently um, he is currently the only uh, he is currently holding the nuclear keys for everybody's nukes so no nukes for anybody if uh, Jake doesn't you know why would do anybody his job. give Jake the keys to the nukes um, well they don't <laughs> like to just happen. They, only, they only give him half the keys <laughs> only the right hand keys uh, oh, what's up with that? <laughs> Why would you say such a thing? Because hey. the right Brian hand gave up his right hand key to Jake. Trigger with warnings. Do you have the left hand keys? Is that what that? No, he only had the right hand. That's why it's gone. Yeah, that's why I, I always lose my keys because they're only for right hands. <laughs> Sorry, I I think Jake took them. They're in the sure. wrong hands. They're in the wrong hands, obviously. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah. No, so this, but this, so they're in Luke Skywalker's right nice. hand. So, uh, so this, so this Vader comic, uh, I do like the art in this last one. Um, the art's really good. I like the art, and I like the like very terrified. Like you're gonna tell you know, give it basically. 
I, jeez, I. It definitely shows like this uh, little, this basically lack of hope that any of these people have that are trying to run away. Like if Vader is on you, if Vader's on your tail, you're done. There's no hope. Pretty much. Unless your last name's Skywalker. Yeah, and then there's a new one. That's a 50-50 chance. <laughs> then there's a 50-50 chance. Yeah. I, I, this kind of reminds me a lot. There was a comic that was kind of like this, but it was... Uh, there was one where it was a what-if comic, and it was what if... Um, what if instead uh, of... Um, what if instead Vader killed Luke and basically took Leia on as an apprentice. It really reminded me a lot of that where like the the uh, like just the objective horror of people running away. Like that was a lot that was in that comic as well a lot. Mm. I'm trying to remember what the name of the comic was. It's on the tip of my tongue, but I'm sure I'll I'm sure I'll remember it eventually. It's in yeah. it's, it's in uh that one is considered uh that's not considered canon anymore, so even the alternate universe isn't so, considered canon. What what I really liked about this issue is we got to see how people physically and emotionally perceive Vader, right? Like we got a, we had a visual aspect of like, oh, this is how people view Vader, right? Um, and and how and how they see him. Oh, um, which I think is a. It's it's really good. I think the color palette for this issue was really good. It wasn't my favorite storyline from it. I think the one where the girl was in love with him and then the first one were still my favorites um, easily. But it was really cool to have like a surrealistic, um, I guess, uh, representation of like how people view Vader, how they see him as like this monster, this grotesque. Uh, creation that lives within the force and within like the i guess uh their the the galaxy you know as this uh representative of evil essentially you know so it's a uh, it's really cool to kind of get that visual of like this is how genuinely some people see him you know where we genuinely just see him as like this dark knight in a suit you know, with the helmet and all this stuff, and what they see is a, a legitimate monster, and I, and that and that and I think that was really cool. I think that was a really cool representation, um, and and the color palette they chose to how to represent that was really good. I think it was a really good choice. Well, and if we think about the series overall, I think it is kind of an interesting idea for a series, at least, because um, basically, you know, some people see Vader as a knight, some people see him as a savior. Some people see him as um, this a really, really scary boss. <laughs> and some people see him as, like, this terrifying nightmare. He's pretty great as Chad Vader. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Lord good helmet. <laughs> For sure. You know, it was... Uh, I, I think overall this run was really, really good. I think it was... Um, I think it was, it did its job with showing different facets and views of how people saw Vader as both a representative of the Empire, as a person, as a, 
I guess, you know, some people saw the Empire as a hero, so as a hero, um, you, you just saw different faces of Vader and who he is, and I guess there's different personalities that encompasses, and um, I think not only that, too, it showed both, like, his fear, his hate, um, it showed even what little compassion he has, I wouldn't say compassion, his arrogance um, and confidence um, in this run, and so it's uh, it was really good. I, I think if I were I had to give it a, a scale of it, I would say three out of five were really good. You know, I, I had very little issues with this run and the the story of Vader. There, some of them aren't really like they were a little boring to me, um, but I think overall it was just a it was a really good small series. And I think if you like Vader as a character and you want to learn more about him and who he is and get a completely, like, I, I guess, like, a third-person perspective of Vader versus, like, a second or a narrative perspective of him. Um, it, this is a really good series to do that. It's a really good run to, to get that, you know, and it's a it's a cl- different telling of that perspective as well, you know, because it's, it, it's told from a, an emotional and psychological standpoint versus just a visual one you know, a cogn- a basic cognitive one. So, yeah. Anyone else had? <laughs> yeah. So a three out of five. When like he says it plus. was really yeah, it good was... and then says three out of five. Yeah, and I'm, I'm like, like, yeah, we just like gave it a C plus. Awesome. Well, he, yeah. I mean, it wasn't uh, bad. I, you know, like like I said, yeah. If I ahead. if I was doing it, I'd give it like three and a half out of five. Uh, you know, our normal rating is about five stars. I'd do three and a half. I mean, it was, it was good, and there was parts that I liked. There's some parts that I was just kind of like, meh. It was a different. Yeah, I thought it was an interesting idea, and there was a couple of unique perspectives, but I didn't like the whole thing. Super, you know, um, like. I've read this. I'm probably not going to like, you know, wait for years down the line and be like, I think I'm going to read it again. There's mm. there's a lot of there's a lot of comics, so I think I'll, I'm good on this, but yeah. I think I don't, I don't it, regret uh, reading it. it. Yeah, and that's kind of like why it was a 3 out of 5 for me is because of that. You know, it wasn't something like, oh, I'm going to collect it now. I want all the variants like it's a mm. it's something that I'm going to pick up and read again. I'm glad I read it and I don't need to read it again. I, you know, like I've, I enjoyed it and it is what it is, you know? Makes sense. How about you, Steven? I got to read them all again because the, the final one didn't even make sense to me. So hmm. like, I, I got the, lost the last somewhere one was in very the last one. Yeah. It was, you know, it, I think the whole, yeah, the whole point of it was is his how he emotionally sees Vader is how he was physically seeing him. Um is, is pretty much the gist of it, you know. The what how he felt he saw Vader was how he physically saw him. That makes know? sense. Like his inner monster was showing. So Yeah. Um Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was it was it was good. Um, so before we do the comics list, uh, the next thing that we review, Matt will be picking for us. And so uh, when we come back next week, we'll have a, a new series or one shot or whatever uh, to, to, to review and to take a look. Um, 
So, yeah. Vader Dark Visions. It's a good read. If you're a Star Wars fan, pick it up. It's totally worth the read. What? Oh, uh, I'm not finding the same comics. Anyways, as you are. so... Anyways. Uh, so it looks like... I, I don't think the comics list ever updated, guys. Yes, honestly. it did. I have um, it right here. It, he says, I have he, it. Says he has Let's it, go but I'm looking and I'm not seeing... So here for Dark Horse Comics being released on October 19th, we've got Blackwood Library Edition Volume 1 hardcover. Castle Full of Blackbirds, number two of four. Count Crowley, Amateur Midnight Monster Hunter, number four of four. Critical Role, The Tales of Exandria, volume one, the, tr- the Bright Queen trade paperback. Hellboy in Love, number one of five. Organisms from an Ancient Cosmos hardcover. Parasomnia, The Dreaming God, number three of four. Shaolin Cowboy, Cruel to Be Kin, number six of seven. And Stranger Things Omnibus After School Adventures trade paperback. Oh, and When Everything Turned Blue hardcover. And I'm going to pause it real quick so I can help everybody find the rest of these lists. Okay. Now do it. DC Comics. Oh, DC Comics. We have Aquaman and Dromana number three of three. We have um, Batman Hush 20th Anniversary hardcover. Batman One Bad Day, Penguin number one. It, that is a one-shot. Um, and then we have Batman Superman World's Finest number eight. Some variants for that. Batman The Night, 10 of 10. Black Adam number five. We have Black Adam box set. Catwoman number 48. Dark Crisis Young Justice number five of six. We have DC versus Vampires All Out War number four of six. Uh, Deceased War of the Underdead sorry war of the undead gods three of eight um doom patrol by rachel pollock uh, omnibus hardcover uh duo number six of six fables 156 of 162 um bellspire chronicles volume one hardcover flash 787 flashpoint beyond number six we have gcpd blue wall number one of six green lantern alliance uh, that is a graphic novel Harley Quinn, the animated series Legion of Bats, number one of six. And then I Am, I am Batman, number 14. <laughs> um, Marvel Family, number one. Uh, New Teen Titans, omnibus hardcover, one vo- volume one hardcover. Uh, that is a 2022 edition. We have Nightwing, number seven. Some variants for that. Refrigerator Full of Heads, hardcover. Okay, nice. Uh, Rogues, number four of four. Scooby-Doo, where are you? Number 118 <laughs> and Titans United Blood Pact, number two of six. Nice. Yeah. Wonderful. Very nice. By George Burns. You got IDW? I can get IDW. I got it ready. Okay. Uh, from IDW Publishing, we have Bloom Country, a library edition, volume one, soft cover. Uh, crashing number two, GI Joe: A Real American Hero number two ninety nine with a couple different variants. Sonic the Hedgehog, Scrapnik Island number one, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Compendium Volume One hardcover, uh, Transformers: Best of Grimlock number one one shot, uh, and then 
Kvult. number three. True cults. Well, it's a V. It's yeah, it's got yeah, V's there, but I think that's supposed to be true cults. True cult, but the U's are V's, because that's how true that works. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce that it's properly. Celtic, so <laughs> don't that? try, because yeah, then like, you'll yeah. set the book on fire. <laughs> what uh, what issues? I don't know how to uh, pronounce that properly. Is that number one or number two? Oh, uh, that's number fifteen and a half. That's number fifteen and a half. That's like every week, to be fair. But that oh, okay. one is that trap right there. That is a big old trappity trap. Uh, right. <clears throat> but got Image Comics. Image Comics. Yeah. Somebody's got Image Comics. All right. We have Above Snakes, number four or five. Bone Orchard Mythos, 10,000 Black Feathers, number one of five. And a couple variants. Deadliest Bouquet, number three of five. Deadliest, Deadly Class, number 56. Gunning for Ramirez, volume two, trade paperback. Gunslinger Spawn, number 13. Lego Ninjako Guard Mandan, number five of five. Marked 3D Halloween special number one, one shot. A Brian Haberlin. Oh, that's a part of the word. Okay. Moving on. Marked one. Marked one. New Masters trade paperback. Nita Hawes, Nightmare Blog number nine. Public Domain number five, Radiant Black, volume three trade paperback. Shirtless Bear Fighter yeah. number two of three. My wife's favorite. Weird. It's Silver so coin, cool. number 15. Walking Dead Deluxe, number 49. And that is it for Image Comics. Moving on. All right. Moving right along. Oh, do you want to do the... I don't know. It is kind of big. There's so many. Yeah, how, about, how about this? How about this? Yeah, you uh, read Titan Comics. No, no, no. How about this? No, 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 no. You can start reading it, and when you're ready, just tag me in. Okay. Tag me yeah, in. Yeah, there you go. We'll literally, we'll do it. We'll tag team this list. It's a big one. I'll do my best. Okay. We've got Alien number two, and then do I do you want? Yeah, just the just do the first part, and don't worry about the cover differences. Okay. So we've got Amazing Fantasy number one thousand, Avengers number sixty one, uh, Avengers volume three hardcover. Yeah, the yep. volume by Jason Aaron. That that one we'll talk about. We'll we'll mention because it's part of the title. <laughs> Okay. But no, no, it's all good. You got it. It's <laughs> it's kind of confusing, and we didn't prep you at all for this. At, it's so fine. We just threw you in. We just kind of threw you in. It's all good. <laughs> Roller uh, to the wolves. <laughs> so the next one we will like Black Panther by uh, Todd Nishi Coates, uh, mm-hmm. omnibus hardcover, and yeah, we do it more like that. Okay. Just so like Black Panther: The Early Marvel Years, omnibus omnibus volume one hardcover. Perfect. Captain America, Symbol of Truth, number six. Captain America... Again. <laughs> There's a couple of variants. couple variants. Carnage, number seven, with a few variants. We've got Crypt of Shadows, number one. Again, lots of variants there. <laughs> We've got Dark Ages. Trade paperback. Trade paperback. We've got Deadly Neighborhood Spider-Man number one. Yeah. That's funny. I oh, like five. That. Defenders Beyond number four of five. Nice. Fantastic Four Epic Collection Volume 4, The Mystery of 
the Black Panther. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Trade paperback. Perfect. Hulk versus Thor, Banner of War, trade paperback. Illuminati, trade paperback. Incredible Hulk, Epic Collection, Volume 7, and now the Wolverine, trade paperback. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird name. Iron Man, number 24. A few variants there. Here, do you want to tag in? Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, the <clears throat> Marvel Graphic Novel Comic Box Miracle Man and the Marvel Graphic Novel Comic Box Wakanda... So those are collections that are releasing again. Uh, Midnight Suns number two, Miracle Man by Gaiman and Buckingham, The Silver Age number one, and that is that's probably one of the bigger ones coming out this week. So there's a ton of variants for it as well. Uh, then we have Moon Knight number sixteen. Uh, we have Predator number three, The Savage Sword of Conan, the original Marvel Years Omnibus. Volume 8 hardcover. Oh my gosh, that was a long one. That was a long title. I'm, I'm a little tired from it's that one. It's 150 bucks. Better the, be a little the Marvel title. ones I'm, are ridiculous. Oh yeah, some of them are. Um, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings, number 4. Uh, Star Wars Darth Vader, number 28. Uh, Star Wars Darth Vader by Greg Pak, volume 4. Crimson Rain, trade paperback. Thor, number 28. Trials of X, Volume 1, Trade Paperback, X-Force, number 33, X-Men, number 16, Young Avengers by Alan uh, Hainberg and Jim Cheng, Omnibus Volume, or vo Omnibus Hardcover, sorry, there's no volumes, just the whole thing. I believe that would be Alan Hainberg. Hainberg, okay. Okay, and then I'll bring you a Titan Comics. The giant Please do. List. Uh, <laughs> Ms. Tree Deadline oh, graphic novel. There's like five on there. Official Horizon Zero Dawn Peach Momoko poster portfolio soft cover. That's Donald that's cool. Comic book. Um, Rivers of London Deadly After After Ever. Uh, I can't talk. Ever After Number Four. Star Wars: The Mandalorian Guide to Season. Blah blah blah. Not a hard. Not a comic book. Tank Girl, <laughs> dang it! That probably is Tank Girl Color Classics Trilogy, nineteen eighty eight to nineteen ninety five hardcover box set, and Vuzz hardcover. So there's actually yes. like one, two, uh, three, four comics in that list. That's a lot for that list. That's a lot of words <laughs> for that one. Tight Comics is usually a little bit shorter there than was, that. I think there was one week it was just one. Tank Girl was an Actually, there's been several weeks where there were zero. Yeah, there's been a lot of weeks where there's been none, so that's fair. Well, so that comic book list uh, was provided to you today by our friends at Best Slope Coffee. Jake, tell me about our, best, our friends at Best Slope. Yeah, so uh, Best Lobe is a local cop coffee company um, here in our neck of the woods. Um, you have a plethora of options as far as how to get it, go about getting coffee. They are literally the best coffee um, in the Rockies. Um, if you don't believe us, hop on down there in Fruita, Colorado and pick up the signature drink by, uh, by us called the Pangalactic Gargle Blaster, or you can go to bestslopecoffeeco.com where you have an array of subscription options um, that will, will send coffee straight to your house. And uh, Matt, what are those subscription options? 
Oh, uh, those subscription op- options are uh, bi-weekly, monthly, or you can get the three-month Barista's Choice subscription box. And I will also say, if you go down there right now, just right now, just this week, they released a their their new menu released, or like the, I believe at the beginning of this week or last week, and it'll be now last week because it's Sunday. Um, Is he having a straw? <laughs> possibly. Uh, but let me tell you what's not bad is chider. Um, it is chai and cider mixed together. It's and so good. It's actually pretty phenomenal. Chider. It's one of those drinks where you don't think it's going to be good. I mean, it the tastes more, like spice cider the extra. More, I think the more you drink it, the more it like, the more it really grows on you. Yeah. At least that's how I felt. Mm. Cool. Sweet. Break. Yeah. All right, we are back from our break. Uh, so I'm excited. So yes, we are. It is. It's the beginning of Halloween season, and there's gonna be a lot. Of, there's a lot of cool media that gets dropped around Halloween season, but some of my favorite is like horror stuff, and especially like old cheesy horror movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, Marvel released a thing earlier this year, a, tre- a teaser for this, and so we. Uh, watched Werewolf by Night, and I am I'm kind of excited to talk about it because it was pretty cool. Same here, man. Anytime that you, uh, I, I'm a I'm a sucker for monster movies, um, and you know comics. So anytime that you have the the two come together, uh, it's uh it's always a really good time, especially this time of year. And honestly, I would have never thought in a million years they would even have anything to do with this character, honestly. Spoilers. Um, spoilers. Oh, sure. Lots of spoilers. Yeah, and we'll get yeah. there. So we're going to spoil. So if you don't, yeah, if you don't want to be spoiled, then uh, my stop listening right now. This and come might back. be the time to pause the thing, watch the watch thing, it. and then listen to the thing. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah we're going to spoil a ton, it, I think. Yeah. So, uh, what do we want to? What do we want to rate it at? As uh, animatronic dead daddies? Dude. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was. You would pick that, Jake. I feel like that was like. Dude. I feel like that was the most messed up part in that whole thing. Like I don't know. That was or, like. Uh, I was pretty triggered when that dude got his hand cut off. <laughs> nah. Sorry. Uh, let's, uh, I, I think we need to rate it out of animatronic uh, dead daddies. Jake wins. Uh, I agree. Yeah, that was pretty messed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I'll, I'll, I'll start off. Um, I'm going to give it 4.5. Uh, I'm going to give it a score out of 4.5 animatronic dead daddies. I mean, so, geez, yeah, I, uh, I'm i going to give it a solid four. Uh, four and a half. Yeah, I'll go four and a half. I can go there. Because I really, I really didn't. No, I'll go. I'm wavering a little, but I think I'll, I'll go four. We'll go four. Four is safe. And I'll explain what, why in a little bit. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Did you guys? You I give right. it a ninety-five out of five. Oh, perfect! You guys didn't get to see it. That's okay. Right. Monster things. I haven't watched it. You haven't watched it? No, I haven't oh, had time. Jake told us that you have to leave now. 
Sorry. I don't care about being spoiled, so. <laughs> what do you guys give? I get VIP 5 animatronic dead freaky weekend at Bernie Daddy's. Nice. Five out of weekend at Bernie Daddy's, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I give it 4.6. You know, the two that has the line above it that means the two goes on forever? I'm going to go with that one. Ooh, Freaking wow. Repeating decimal. decimal. <laughs> okay, yes, so I'm decimal. the low score then. You that's, are, which is weird because that's yeah. usually me. I didn't expect to be the low score. That's funny. I actually like this a lot, so... <laughs> Guess this is going to be a pretty interesting review. Uh, what do you have against um, monsters? So some of the monsters, I think that I don't know. I felt that the first part it, it felt <clears throat> it felt like it took it like it didn't feel balanced. If that makes sense, and I don't know if that's a um, you say balanced balanced mm-hmm. yeah. So like like the excitement fell really far in the front and then like there was a like a three quarter point and then the end but there was this gap there where I was just like where some stuff wasn't really happening Mm. and it was not I mean like the cool monster hunter character they're like here's how she gets out with a key I'm like that's that doesn't really fit that character. That character, it's definitely fine. You know, it does like the most destructive way to do things in the, for the most yeah. part. So I, I don't know. Some of it felt a little weaker than I'd like it to be. Let's say. I, I agree. With I agreed. That was definitely my my issue with it. Um, was and then not only that too. Um, it. I, I loved I loved the storyline, you know, but I, I wish it was a little bit more uh, American Werewolf in London ish type of a type of a feel. Um, but ultimately, I, I think the issue that you have with it is the um, is this is the same. Okay, yeah, mm. I mean, it you know, like for the most part, it was really it was really good, and I'm I'm more than thrilled that we got basically a monster squad movie yeah yeah i mean at least um what it seems to be as like the uh what do you what would you call it uh the dawn of one at least yeah um the the secret origins of the monster squad basically yep yeah you know and um what, what I really do like, so Elsa Bloodstone is a fairly new character, and so, like, that's why I mentioned I wouldn't be surprised if they gave John Berthal or the Punisher the an Iron Man suit, um, because she was, you know, she was first showed up in 2001, so she's not that old as a character. Right. She's well, still fairly new as far as comic characters go. Well, and she's definitely, like, uh, what I would call the C-list of characters, like, not necessarily that she, it's not a good character. It's just like a character that usually gets added into events. And but it's not a character that you like. Where I don't think leads. I read a solo issue with her in it. What? Where she leads? Yeah, I don't yeah. think there's. I don't know where she actually leads by herself. Like, I don't think I've read a uh, comic she, where she's like, you know, her own runs. I thought Jack led this movie. Yeah. Yeah. She, well, uh, well, she didn't even lead this movie. Yeah. So she that's fair. <laughs> 
She, uh, I think she did get her own run for a little bit, and she did end up becoming Sorcerer Supreme for a little bit. Um, yes. But yeah, she That's why kind of only always showed up as like... Yeah. Yeah. Because I read um, some of those when she was Sorcerer Supreme. I think everybody yeah. needs a um, You know, she, she was on teams <laughs> of like... Um, she was in the Avengers. She was in the Midnight Suns. Um... I'm uh, I'm really excited that they did this. Um, <laughs> only because potentially, like, we've been seeing a lot of the mystics, the mystic side of things, and we've been seeing a lot of, um, I guess just different uh, aspects of that part of the universe. And for the first time, we're seeing Blade, the Black Knight. We have Elsa Bloodstone. We have man thing we have you know the werewolf by night and moon knight in there um i would love it if we got a midnight suns team up uh movie or series i would um, oh i'd die happy for sure it's it's possible only because of like we've, we've seen a wolverine's been confirmed and you know we haven't quite gotten a ghost rider yet so um you know, true. Um, I mean, we really, yeah, we haven't got a newer. I mean, the newer Ghost Rider we've gotten, we've gotten the um, what was his name? Reyes. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's his first name? Robbie Reyes. Robbie Reyes. Thank you. From uh, Agents of Shield. Yeah, so we got the Robbie Reyes version, which is really cool. But mm. I'm surprised we didn't really like. We got a glimpse of Johnny Blaze on that. Mm. I think they didn't they like show him down the street or something. Like they were gonna talk, but they. I think they showed that in like a te- was it a teaser or some kind of thing in Agents? Yeah, was it a after episode after credits thing or something? I can't remember now. Maybe I feel like they were teasing yeah. it or somebody showed a picture and it never it ended up happening. Hey man, as long if it wasn't Nicolas Cage, then it wasn't Johnny Blaze. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh um, no! So I, I guess what one of the things so the thing that I probably loved about this movie is that like a lot of classic monster movies from the golden age of um, Hollywood were filmed in black and white. And I love mm-hmm. that they brought that aesthetic and that feel to this movie. It felt like a D&D campaign watching it, which I really enjoyed. It kind of did, yeah. But, yeah. The, uh, but, but how they filmed it is what I loved. I love that it was black and gray. Um, the campiness of some of the acting and how they moved and even the werewolves transformation and looked felt like old Hollywood. Right. Oh, I yeah. love that. And I think that's really what made this. Yeah. I think it made this so good. Like her getting pulled in the cage in the overdramatic, like shocked face of, um, you know, of her, you Just know, potentially monk. being ripped to shreds, yeah. uh, was, was phenomenal. It was fantastic. You know, um, and then, it's the artistic aspect behind this film of it being like a classic uh, spooky Halloween movie, which I think going forward um, for Marvel fans and comic book fans, this is going to be a go-to Halloween bust, right? In all the monster movies out there, you know, uh, it's, it's going to be what uh creature from the black lagoon, uh, Nosferatu, uh, Got a little bit of a psycho um, vibe. Young Frankenstein. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, Psycho, just like all these cult classics that people people watch during Halloween. I think this is going to be that for Marvel fans, for comic book fans, right? It's going to be that movie. Well, honestly, the like some of the stuff you know that I noticed too that like so there was some very good looking stuff, mm-hmm. but every once in a while there was something that looked kind of cheesy. Well, yeah, and but I, it's it was to... no, I know it was. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I, I was kind of, I, I got kind of thrilled when I realized I'm like, oh, that looks kind of, oh, okay, mm-hmm. that's what they're doing. So did, when you guys watched, was there a seizure warning on it? Because they had some effects that made my head feel funny. I don't so, remember if there was or not. I mm-hmm. think if if people just want to be aware of that, like especially in the transformation scene, it's basically just blinking with black and white for a while. Yeah. That's and, fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fair because it literally almost sent me into a seizure. <laughs> but I loved it still. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um they they just the what I could tell they were really were doing was just trying to keep all the classic elements of a a, a classic monster movie, mm-hmm. right? Like you had the very arrogant um strong and robust like monster hunter who gets Totally taken out super quick. Um, you have the misunderstood monster. Evil the, Santa died later. The yeah, damsel who becomes the the hero who returns home reluctantly. You know, you have the true villain who's not necessarily the monster, but the the um the um but the I would say like the evil stepmother. Yeah, yeah. Character, mm-hmm. you know, so and you had like just had all the classic elements. This also had like, and I think it's something that they do in a lot of old monster movies, is they have like five of the quiet guys. Like, did you notice that? Like, every other assassin yeah. was just like, basically didn't have any lines, or if they yeah. had any, they were very minimal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one who lost his hand and Asian guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. He didn't really talk at all, did he? No. I don't think he talked. I don't think he said a word. He screamed. I mean, it's about. She it. did put her hand that's, over his mouth. Again, but... that's like that's like a that's a classic like old Hollywood monster movie thing where mm-hmm. you have that very stoic and silent strong type, you know, that's extremely deadly, but again gets yeah. killed off by the monster and the hero. Um, because of their, I guess you could say their arrogance and, you know, mm-hmm. just because of the justice of it. Um, well, and it had some amazing just and, and, Marvel traditional humor, you know, that also kind of threw you through a loop. Like, hey, let's go get some sushi. You deserve yeah. it, bud. You know? <laughs> so yeah. what, I, uh, what I really, really loved about this was they didn't, um, they didn't keep to the whole, like, keep it like i don't want to say like family friendly i I hate when they like intentionally try to keep it family friendly and they don't allow the creators to be creative with that it was very it was violent you know we saw we saw blood we saw people die it was violent but not so fun way it was it didn't feel as bad for some reason maybe it was just because of the black and white it was like at a distance like even when he's killing off the um well uh, really like the military guys and he's fighting, you kind of see some splatter, you know, it gets on the, the camera lens, which is awesome. But it wasn't yeah, very close up, movie. but it wasn't very close up and gory. It wasn't really in your face. It was kind of yeah. like at a distance, which I think 
I think it's I think it's fun it for the whole a, family. <laughs> it was it was I think it was appropriate because you know in in a monster movie there's very apparent and obvious violence you know and the the thing that I hate about what Marvel does in the movies is like you have a man who's super strong throwing a shield and no one gets decapitated. And I'm not saying you need to show like the, oh. the internal organs of a head or whatever. Um, but it's like the, the it's violence multiverse is unrealistic. And they made this one a little more, they made, they made this one a little more um, realistic with it, you know? And I, I love like the graph, the general like graphic and the horror aspect of it. And I'm not, I'm not a huge horror guy. Like that's not my genre at all. Um, I, I don't like the, you know, the, I guess people, the genre, the horror porn of like hostile and, and, and those type of films, you know, like it's not, uh, scary movies and stuff like that aren't my thing. Like I love monster movies. I love monsters, but I, I love the nostalgia of it versus mm-hmm. just like, you know, if, if you put on hostile or saw or, you know, yeah. those, the stupid films, I, I don't like those at all. Like I like content and story. Evil there. Dead. Um, I'm the same way. Yeah, Evil Dead. Perfect example of something that I would love. Um, what, one of my favorite things about this film, and I'm sure we're going to want to talk about this, Man-Thing. He's adorable. They did him perfectly. Is I that feel. Ted? I feel like yes, they Ted. Okay. Ted is the coolest and everybody needs so, one. <laughs> so, yeah. So... Uh, uh, Explain, explain who Ted is a little bit. He's so, like Ted is man. Well, I, the thing is that, looks like, like the thing is, like, he does look like Cthulhu. There's a lot of, like, he does look like Cthulhu, and they're like, the backstory, I don't know if it's ever really adequately explained. Nope. But he shows up in a bunch of events as, like, a, uh, as a, like, a force of nature mm-hmm. because he basically can melt people by touching them. Oh, I love that. That's it awesome. looks like electricity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it does this weird, like, it basically in like in the com- if you like in the comic books it's just like a bright white with, with that little particle yeah. effect. Yeah. Um, they really like the, the effects of the white yeah. fire in this. Movie, well, some actually. some of it looks like a lo- like a white fire. Sometimes it looks yeah. like electricity. The bloodstone made uh, a white fire too. Yeah. And so basically, man, thing is this weird force of nature that he is. For people, like he's a genuinely nice guy, but like he's terrifying looking. And if you, you know, if he touches you wrong, you die. So people don't really hang out with him a whole lot. You just gotta remember his name and tell him that it's a lovely name. Yeah. He's a, yeah. So that that's what I really loved about Man Thing is so like for Swamp Thing, right? He's a he's a total a hole who doesn't care about anyone or anything and will kill easily. He, he like, he doesn't care at all where man thing is not only a pacifist, but kind of a softy, but absolutely terrifying and extremely powerful. Like mm-hmm. not very many things will mess with him. Um, and we, we got to see that, right? Like he touches you and he like yeah. basically like turns you into plasma and you blow up. And he only does it a few times when it's absolutely necessary. Otherwise, he wouldn't even hurt a fly. Um, he just looks so cool. He looks so fast. good. I, I love. I love that. You know, and I was. Uh, I knew Man Thing was going to show up, but I figured it would have been like as a like, uh, you know, him on a wall or you know, 
a brief like stint of you know of a, of a cameo. I, I did not expect him to be the monster that they were planning on hunting because I figured it would have been the werewolf, right? That was going to be, be yeah. Hunting. That's what I thought it was going to um, be too. Um, I forgot what the werewolf. I no, I never really knew what the werewolf by night's real name was. Um, but not no, I do now. Uh, so did you know Jack was a monster at the beginning? Uh, I, I knew somebody was going to be a werewolf, yeah. and I had an idea that they, if they were doing the werewolf by night stuff, that it actually wasn't going to be, uh, like, that wasn't going to be the monster. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't sure how they were going to do that. Yeah. It was, it was, it was good. Um, it was, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed I every... Really like it every aspect of this movie honestly and i really hope that they continue to build on uh their own um monster verse you know i think even going back to the old hydra days where frankenstein um was you know was doing their thing and um you, you know doing the Howling Commandos and, and, and doing that Monster Squad, even if it was like a campy 1950s, like Monster style of a of a thing. Oh, I you love know. Monsters. So, any, anyone else have anything else to add or, you know, to, to throw the, in? The fact that they're adding the, blood, the Bloodstone family and anything about the Bloodstone family, like they, you know, have a detailed, like, backstory of like what what the bloodstone actually is and what it does is crazy yeah because that definitely was a yeah. that and was that was like a doc like that was almost a doc i think that was a doctor strange like side story basically yeah so ulysses was a is, is an old character right he i think he was in the bronze age and they didn't introduce like i said their daughter until 2001 um but i think uh the use of Ulysses and her was fantastic, right? So I think the fact that they're bringing in new characters who are fairly new and then also, like, all these old, campy, um, no-one characters like the Immortal and stuff like that in these other series is just fantastic for comic book uh, fans, you know? Um, and I honestly, I as far as that Marvel Halloween movie goes... I don't think it could have gotten any better. And I know I only rated a 4.5 out of 5. Um, but I think with not only the length of the film is, but less like the use of the characters and stuff like that, I thought it was fantastic. You know, um, you know, as a comic book fan, I always could want more. You always could do better or whatever. And but if you're it. looking for a good... If, if you're looking for a good family Halloween spooky film... That's got a little bit of horror, a little bit of comedy, some comic book stuff, some of the classics that you would get from any like classic monster film. This hits all of those, you know, on there. And uh, I'm excited to see how they use um, Bloodstone further in, you know, the cinematic universe, as well as Man Thing and his brother. You know, I'm just going to throw this out there. What I want to see is I want to see. Madison with a Y, but not where you think it is. Wong <laughs> and the brothers uh, having a having a, a movie marathon together um, because I could see the those, I could see those four getting into some campy adventure together while trying to like break her curse. And then you know, 
<clears throat> was there a Mystic Avengers? Wasn't there? I'm trying to remember what the team was called. There was one. I can't remember what the team was, what the name was, but it was Doctor Strange, and it had Elsa Bloodstone on it as well. And I think that would yeah, be... I'm not sure what it was. I think that's what the Midnight Suns is essentially. Um, well, I wonder if yeah, if they. But I don't know. Could you imagine that? You know, we've been looking at the Deadpool the whole time, right? We've been looking at Deadpool the whole time, being like, that's how they're gonna do Wolverine, and so that's how they're gonna do. X-Men, but what if they throw a couple X-Men in the Midnight Suns and release something like that instead? Something way out of left field, like get one of the teams that they don't talk about a bunch. That would be crazy, because like I said, they did mention Wolverine, and he's a big part of that, right? And then not only that, they introduced us to the mortal. He literally can't die. He would be a perfect person to be on that team. Well, that go fight an army of undead or monsters. I think on that they also have uh, for like the X Men. I know they have Wolverine, but I think because but Wolverine's like on every superhero team that exists because they're like, hey, we want the immortal guy made out of metal. (laughs) Magic. She's perfect because if they want to jump dimensions, they got to use her. She's like. That's I think like her thing, right? Like she deals with monster hunting all the time. Yeah, I think if they okay, I think they could do two characters, throw them in there, uh, and do a Midnight Suns thing that would blow everybody's mind. Um, I think if they got um, if they got Nightcrawler from the X Men, and that wasn't you know that's a low enough stakes character that I think nobody would really get too upset if he was there, but also he would bridge the old some of the old stuff with some of the newer stuff. If they got magic along with um, Nightcrawler, I think that would be fantastic. So to to kind of close this out, let's say this movie, right? This beautiful, beautiful monster movie is kind of the first stepping stone of the Midnight Suns. Who is your Midnight Suns lineup as of right now? (laughs) As of right now? uh, So the... People we've seen. And let's, let's just say, like, it doesn't have to even be anyone that we've seen. Like, they, we've obviously talked about mutants. So I, I think the world's opened up that you could pick almost anyone at this point. So Anyone who's currently been confirmed alive. shouldn't have something like that without having Blade. Like, it really, you really shouldn't. Because even, even though they've talked about Blade as a show, Blade's been a really big part of the Avengers lately. Like, a real big part. And he's been there for he's been in the Avengers pretty like pretty firmly for about four or five years now. Um, so they could do one without him. I really want to see Doctor Strange. I really want to see Doctor Strange interact with other heroes, like team up side by side with other heroes that are. Hmm. How do I put this? Uh, in the same wheelhouse. In the same wheelhouse, yeah. Because, you know, he teamed up with Spider-Man, and that was funny, yeah. comedic. Yeah. But I want to see him team up with people, like, he's on par with, right? Yeah. Where, like, they have complementary powers. They work together really well. Because him and Peter, they didn't really work together super well. They were a great comedic duo, and it worked for me. But accomplishment-wise, it kind of broke the universe twice. Mm-hmm. Truth. Very true. Oh, he can meet. He can work with um, that witch lady. What's her name? Oh, oh I know she's dead. Sorry. And that already didn't work. The out. Scarlet Witch. Uh, 
man, the Scarlet Witch is an interesting character because she's back or not back or it's hard to ever tell if she's dead. Who really knows? At any given time, she's like uh, Schrodinger's comic book character at any given time. Unless you look to see where she is currently, (laughs) she's either dead or undead. (laughs) Permanent state of both. I agree. Although, Electra would be a good one. uh, Good idea. That'd be a good one. Electra's nachos. Mm-hmm. So, my my lineup would be Magic, Man Thing, Werewolf by Night, um, Moon Knight, and then Alyssa Bloodstone, and then probably I'd say Blade and the Black Knight. Those would be mine. Um, as cool as it would be to have like X, some other X Men and stuff like that, um, I think kind of keeping it a little bit of more of the obscure characters. And going the Guardians of the Galaxy route would be really uh, would just be really fun, personally. And I, and I think all those characters would have enough conflict, but also enough in common to kind of uh, get things done in a very unorthodox way. You know, more of a kill later, and you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking like things that I think would be cool. I was about to say Dream, but I'm like, oh wait, no, he's DC. I would, I would like Moon Knight, but I would like Mister Knight, not regular Moon Knight. I just yeah. think that would be awesome. He's got a little more sense of humor. That's fair. That's fair for sure. He'd hang out with Ted. They'd, they'd be bros. I know, right? I don't. I think Mark or Stephen would get along well with with uh, Ted. Um, I feel like the out of my lineup, the person that would probably get along with Ted the most is Magic. Um, just because she does have uh, an infinity for magical creatures, um, so true. True. It, it'd, be, it'd be fun to see that friendship. Also, I guess for funsies, I would throw Madison in there as well <laughs> as kind of the Agent Coulson. Um, just because right now she's probably one of my favorite MCU characters, uh, and I just want her in everything. No. We should put Titania in there just for you. Uh. All right, that's all the time we have. <laughs> I think oh, Ted yeah, yeah, needs yeah. a puppy dog. So that's um, <laughs> that's our that's our review for Werewolf by Night. If you have listened to this and maybe you didn't like it, go ahead and watch it again, and hopefully you'll have yeah. a different perspective. If you were dumb enough to listen to this and not watch it, go watch it. You're missing out. It's fantastic. Good <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. Uh, let me let me clarify. Are you talking to me? If you were, if you yes, were, yes, yes, I am. I haven't it because I think it looks stupid. Allow me to that clarify. Mean I'm not going to watch it. Allow me to clarify. If you were intending on watching it, and you're like, you know what, I'm not going to watch it before listening to the guys t- spoil it and talk about that it. That would be dumb. That would be dumb. The guys and the chicks. But if you have no intention of watching it, it's, it's fine either way. It's worth watching, so even if you just heard us ramble. I think so. Yeah, here's my thing. This you is the perfect for me. I didn't listen. Halloween film. Okay. Yeah, so this is the perfect <laughs> Halloween film to watch as a family if you like comic books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. My favorite part Anyways, was when guys, the Super Mario Brothers me. princess came into it. It was great. Oh yeah. Spoilers. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. All right. With that. <laughs> with that. Something. With that. What were you saying? How much he hates him. Anyways, so guys, with that, <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you for tuning in this week's episode. 
of Comic Talk 616. Next week, uh, I believe we'll probably be talking about the Rings of Power as well as She-Hulk. Um, but until then, enjoy yourself, enjoy your fandom, and as always, thank you for listening. Don't forget to give us a rating on Spotify if that's where you listen. I'm Badmouth Jake. I am Matt the Chaotic Evil Moon Baron. I'm Liz. <laughs> I'm the Oracle. Han Solo. And I'm Steve. Ew. Oh, there's yeah, that really that's a <laughs> You guys you guys have a fantastic week. Whatever it is. Boom, 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 boom,